Namaste. Welcome to a new paradigm of education. Today we have with us Eileen Joy. Before I go and introduce Eileen, I'll just introduce our podcast. So a new paradigm of education is a movement where parents, educators, children, change makers of the world are all holding hands, making great change for education for the next generations to come. It could be a small change, could be a large change, but what's so beautiful about this community is that we all hold hands, we offer our unique gifts and talents that we can share across the board which is what brought me to Eileen uh, actually coming on our show today. We actually haven't had anybody come on and talk about money. You know, that word money. Wow. Such a word. Everybody knows. And I like to call it sacred money. I'm sure Eileen has other ways of describing it. She has a 10 year old son. And I just really love um, to impart information that we can share with our parents and our children, even educators on how we can support the next generation with this big topic. So welcome, Eileen. Really lovely to have you here. Thank you so much, Moni, for having me today. Awesome. And I'd love to, if you wanted to introduce yourself in a bit more detail to everybody, that would be amazing. Sure. I'm Eileen Joy. I am a single mom. And my whole journey with money all started when I got divorced. And it's a, it's a topic that everyone thinks about all the time, but also doesn't think about all the time. And it's a very interesting topic because like what you were saying earlier is that most people don't talk about it, right? Because money is one of those taboo subjects like sex, religion, politics, all these things that people just don't talk about. Or if they do, it's a, it's a hot topic, right? It creates all kinds of issues, right? So people tend to not talk about it, to be politically correct or just to hide from it. And so what happened with me during my divorce, I ran out of money when I was working with my attorney and my attorney's office started harassing me for money and telling me that they would stop services and they started to, and then they seized everything that I had. I had to sell my house to pay for my divorce. I had to get a new job because at the time I was working with my sister-in-law and she was making my life miserable at work and I had to go. I had a great job. So I had to find another great job. And then my son and I got into a really terrible car accident that put us both in the hospital and my car was totaled. And all of this was happening at the tail end of a bankruptcy. So at the end of my divorce, when everything was final, I received an envelope in the mail from my attorney's office and I didn't know what it was, so I opened it up and inside was a check for $347. Oh my and that goodness. was all the money that I had left in the world. I had nothing left but this $347. And I was in shock. I really, I had no idea that they were gonna take all of my money. It was just all of it, gone. And so now I'm a single mom. And at the time my son was five. So I was a single mom with a five-year-old with nothing. And for a little while, I stayed stuck and not knowing what to do. And I was able to get a new house. I got another great job, thankfully. I got another car and I picked myself up. And I was just at the time, I was like a robot, just kind of going through life. And then one day I had my aha moment and I knew that I had to figure out my money. And my money was the issue and my mindset. And so I did. 
And I picked myself up. I learned what I needed to do. And then along the way, while I was learning about my money, I was teaching my son. So now my son is 10 years old and he now knows more about money than most adults. And I've empowered him with a financial education as well as myself. And that was my ultimate goal was to just help me. And then I realized along the way that I needed to help my son. And then it, I turned my life around so fast that my friends started asking me, Eileen, what did you do? How did you do this? This is amazing. Show me how to do it. I want to know what you did. And I want you to show my kids too, right? So that's what I started doing. I was just helping my friends. Mm -hmm. And then organically, I became the money coach for moms. And so now my mission is to help every mom and their kids and help them to realize what they need to do with their money, how to manage it, how to invest it, how to save it, how to spend it properly, and how to set their kids up for life. And now my son, he will be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age, because he's now set for life. And he will never, ever have to worry about money, and it will never be an issue. It's amazing what you're sharing. Thank you for sharing it so real and so raw as well, because I know so many people can relate, even myself. I mean, I have never been bankrupt, but I can totally relate to um the scarcity the struggle the imprints like I think as we have as a collective around money and you know generationally passed on to us as well and it's amazing I'm I'm so grateful that there's people like you that can help um to teach this to our children and not only that to transform the generation as well because it's nobody wants to live that way and it's (laughs) I'm really grateful that you're sharing so um so from there where do we go where maybe we could talk about um what is it that you did with your son, like to help him to know what to do? Well, it all really starts with your money story. And your money story starts from the time when you're zero to seven years old. Ah. And during that time is when you're learning, not just money, everything, right? You're being conditioned. The patterns are starting. <laughs> the patterns are starting. <laughs> yes. Everything is just you know, you're absorbing everything from around you, whether you're being directly taught or just by watching or just seeing and hearing and all the things, right? Everything from your environment and your parents, right? So what happens is all of that information goes into your body and lives in your subconscious. And then that's how you operate for the rest of your life. Unless you have an aha moment about something and say, oh, I need to change that. Something needs to change. Then you realize how you've been operating and you make the change, right? So I realized during my research and during all of my change with my money, it wasn't just my money, it was my mindset, it was habits, it was many different things. And so I realized that I had already shaped the money story in my son previous, right? As well as my ex and my, you know, just everything around us, right? And so I realized, okay, I need to make sure that he has a healthy relationship with money. So I started to normalize money in the house. And that's really where I started. I made sure that it was a normal conversation. Like, how's the weather? How's your money? What do you want for dinner? How much money do you have in your wallet? You know, all these things. What did we spend money on today? You know, how much did you save? Just all these things. It's just normalizing money. And so anytime a topic comes up about anything dealing with money, we just talk about it. And it's just become 
normal. So it's like in his mind now, he doesn't have issues with talking about money and he finds it odd that other people don't talk about it. You know, so it's the completely opposite way of thinking for him to the rest of the world. And even at school, he told me the other day he was teaching his teacher about compound interest, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. But that's, that's awesome. where we started. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing um, sharing that with us. And um, the money story is a big one. It's such a big one. And I feel like us as adults as well, we could just do that, that work on repeat, right? This money story. I know I've done it so many times and I know personally myself, I have a lot of, um, a lot of work to do around all of this. Like, I'm curious as well, like we can come back to him again. I'd love to know a bit more about him, but um, I'm curious as, as well, like, you know, often they say it's all about, um, you know, love or receiving or all of these kind of, you know, almost they feel like they feel like words or energies, right? But how does mm -hmm. one obtain these type of energies to be that, to be able to be walking with money, if that makes sense? Because I'm still learning it yeah. myself and I'm really curious around that. Yeah. It all starts with getting to the root of where your money story started to be able to change it. Because you can try to embody the abundance mindset as much as you possibly can with just pouring in the positive. But if you don't understand where your money story originated and why you're feeling the way that you do, you can't change it. It just won't. You can't out hustle a bad money mindset. You just can't. You can do anything you possibly can to try, but it won't work. You know, so if you think, think about this, this is a new way of thinking, right? Most people don't talk about this. When you think about money and the way that you personally think about money, you learned about money when you were little, right? Without even realizing it, whether your parents sat you down or not, you were learning about money. So your parents also learned the same way. Your parents learned from their parents. Their parents learned from their parents their parents learned from their parents, right? And so on and so on and so on. So this is a generational pattern that is now moving forward. And so all of these money stories then get all jumbled up and then become yours, right? So now you have these hundreds, maybe even thousands of years of generations of people's money stories from all different angles in your family and environment wrapped up in your head. Right. And even my son said to me recently, not it's not even recently anymore, but he said to me once we were in the store, we were shopping. And we're always talking about money. So he said to me, mommy, people with money are greedy and mean. Right. He said, I don't want to turn out to be like that. So I don't want to be rich. And I looked at him and I said, where did you hear that? I never said anything like that. Those words have never crossed my lips. And he said, mommy, I heard it on a cartoon. So wow. you see, <laughs> your money story is shaped from everywhere, right? So on that cartoon, the person that wrote those lines had a money story and that's how that person felt. And it came through through the cartoon character, right? So it just soaks in and then you just believe it, right? Unless someone challenges you. So getting to the root of how you're doing with your own money and how you feel about it. And does it make you want to curl up and cry? Or do you love it? You know, are you grateful for it? And really just starting with gratefulness and getting to the root of where did it come from? Like if 
I know my mom used to say all the time, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't buy that. No, we don't have the money, all these things. Right. And I would hear that my whole life when I lived with my, with my parents. And it was a very interesting thing to think about as an adult. Now being, I challenged myself because I, at the time when I was learning, I read over 200 books and I can still continue to read. I don't even know. I've lost count now of how many I've read and podcast after podcast. I hired people. I did all kinds of things. I asked a thousand questions, just trying to figure out my money. And the biggest piece for me was the mindset piece of just learning how to think differently about my money. Cause I could have all the money in the world. It's like someone winning the lottery. Like you win the lottery, but you don't know how to manage it. And then you hear these stories about people winning millions of dollars. And then it's just gone because they don't know how to manage it, first of all. And secondly, they have that money story telling them whatever it's telling them of they don't deserve it or whatever. I'm not good enough for all this money. So it just disappears. And that's what most people that I work with feel like when they come, they come to me with embarrassment and shame and fear, anxiety, all of these things, because we put the power on money. Money is just energy. Money is just an exchange of goods and services. That's all it is at the end of the day, right? So when you really break it down to just that, money is neutral. Money really doesn't have any meaning at all unless you put the meaning on it, right? So, so many people think, I'm not worthy enough to have this money. I'm not good enough. So they put money on a pedestal. Money's over there for those people, whoever those people are, right? But not for me, right? And so it's getting to that. And then just starting with gratefulness is saying, I'm grateful for the money that I have today because you know why? It paid for the house that I'm living in. It paid for the food that I get to eat. It paid for the clothes that I'm wearing, you know, and, go, and on and on and on. And if you can just be grateful for what you have today and the money you have today and all the good that you're doing with your money, that's where you, it all starts. So my son and I do that every day. We have, we have a grateful journal and he has his own grateful journal. And every evening before bed, we write in our journals and we write about what we're grateful for. And we just start with gratefulness. And it's everything in our lives, not just money, right? But we add the money piece into it. Wow. Thank you so much. That's amazing. I think gratitude is definitely an energy that brings forth so much wealth and abundance in so many ways. And it's amazing that you're doing that with your son. And I imagine that in, um, dare I say, all schools, all types of schools, because I'm not obviously just talking about schools here. I talk about homeschools. I talk about new schools. I imagine this energy is just definitely what we need to, to shift to shift all of that through. And I also, when you were talking, it reminded me of the archetypes, you know, like um, from the television, from storybooks, you know, the king and the queen with the riches and, <laughs> you know, all of these mm -hmm. archetypes that were sold and, and shared information with from a young age as well. That's, I, I think all of that could be rewritten for our children as well, right? You know? I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And so, um, so with your son, do you do um, things like, does he have like a little a little piggy bank or a big piggy bank or jars or like different accounts or like how does he play or learn about all of this stuff because I know you could probably do it in a thousand different ways I'm just curious what he does or what you do with him so I started with him with his allowance so he has chores and his chores are not tied to the allowance but he knows that he needs to do his chores 
I give him an allowance, first of all, because I want him to learn about money. Secondly, because he's amazing and he's a wonderful human being and he deserves the money, right? So I also give him extra money for doing odd jobs. Like if he wants to go wash my car or you know do random things that are not on his chores list, I'll give him an extra whatever. You know, we'll make up an amount. So for him, what I started doing was because I want him to learn about using real money, coins and paper, as well as using the digital money. Because I don't know if you know this, it's really interesting. Only 10% of the money in the world, the world, only 10% is actual people using cash. The rest of it is digital. So I always say money is like become air. It's intangible. You know, we don't touch it anymore. It's not real. So most people don't pay attention to their money. They just spend, 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 spend. They take their plastic card and swipe it. Or you go on your phone and add to cart and boom, it's at your door. And you're not paying attention to what you're spending. And then all of a sudden you have more months left at the end of the money because you're overspending. And then you're starting to put money on the credit card. And that's how people are getting into debt. So I tell my son all this and I tell him, look, I'm teaching you this so that this doesn't happen to you because he sees the issues that are happening all around the world with the people that are in crippling debt. And I said, no, 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 this is not happening to you. So I teach him with the cash as well as the card. And so I don't know if it's worldwide or not, the, the, the app that we use, it might be, um, but I'm sure we can find one that is, but the app that we use is called Greenlight. And there's many other apps that are very similar that are out there. And so what Greenlight is, is a bank account that is built in a savings account that's also used as, that also has a debit card attached to it. So the savings account is, uh, it's amazing the way that the app is set up. So we can allocate his money. So I, te I teach him how to budget his money. So as soon as he gets paid, I give him cash. And then we also give money to the app, right? So we have a money date every Thursday. Every Thursday is payday for him. So every Thursday we sit down and I made a little spreadsheet for him. It's not elaborate at all. It's just, here's the numbers. And we go over it every single Thursday. And we say, this is how much you've got. This is how much cash you got. This is how much you've got on your card and in your account. Let's make sure this spreadsheet matches up and reconciles with your account, right? So we always go and we look through and we say, this is how much we're saving. This is how much you've spent. He really doesn't spend much at all, if anything. So he doesn't really worry about that too much. And then this is how much your invest, we also invest, I've taught him how to invest. So this is how much you've saved. This is how much you're investing. And then I also have him have saving, savings goals. So one of his savings goals is to save for a car. So he started saving for a car a couple of years ago. And so by the time he turns 18, cause I'm not letting him get a car before 18, <laughs> he can buy his own car. He will have the money because right now he has thousands of dollars saved in cash and investments and he'll be set for life, right? So he will have the money. And even once he starts working, he will take these same principles that he learned now with his little allowance 
And he's learning now that you just put a little bit, 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 and it really adds up. And I still remember the day that we were uh, doing our money date and we're looking at the spreadsheet and all of a sudden it was like, it was like 900 and something dollars. And then it went to a thousand and he got the comma and he screamed, oh, I got a comma. <laughs> he was so excited. <laughs> and it was really, it was awesome. And so I took a little video of it and I put it on my Facebook page and then a whole bunch of people that I graduated high school with and people that I know were like, wow, your son has more money than me. And I was like, that's really sad. That is so sad, you know? And so I teach him every single day. We just, every single day, like the other day he went and he bought me breakfast. And so he goes out and he uses the card. I give him a choice. Do you wanna use your card or do you wanna pay for cash? And he chooses. And so every time we go out, we take his wallet. And then if he wants something, he doesn't have to say, mommy, can I have that? I never have to say no because I empower him with the choice. Do you want to pay for that or not? How badly do you want it? Is it something you really need or is it something that you really want? Or is it something that you really don't care about and you're not going to buy it, right? So I give him that, the choice. He gets to make the choice. So he'll, and, and every time we go to the store, he knows that he has that choice. He doesn't even have to ask, you know? And so he'll just say, I want this. So I'll be like, okay, here's your wallet. If you have the money, great. If it's in your spending category and you have enough, okay. If you don't have enough, then you know you need to save for it. And so we just do this all the time. It's really, it's really amazing. I love that. That's amazing that he, he um, is sovereign. You know that he has, you have showed that to him and that is so such a gift in itself, you know, to be able to do that. And I guess everybody who's listening is now curious, well, then how does his money grow so fast? <laughs> if it starts from this little piggy bank and it's suddenly in thousands, I guess everybody would be curious, you know? Well, he doesn't really spend a lot and he saves so much of it. He saves so much of it. So I teach him that because now he has really, he has no responsibilities, right? So I tell him to have a very high savings rate. And then I explained to him too, when he gets older and he gets a job, he needs to save 50% of his money because I don't want him spending it all. And he can take that money and he'll know that his value and his worth is high. And when he goes out, to, if he chooses to get a job or whether he wants to open a business or do both, it's up to him. And we talk about this all the time about how he has the choice to get a job or the choice to become an entrepreneur or do both. And do, he, he does, we both do volunteer work. So we, you know, we talk about this all the time and giving and he's always giving. There's a, um, an organization here in the States called the Global Water Center. And they, they work around the world with um, helping countries and villages and different places that have had uh, hardships due to maybe bad weather or different types of things. And they make sure that people have, always have clean water to drink. And so he donates his water to this organization. He feels so strongly. He wants to work there. <laughs> he loves this place. And, um, you know, so we, we talk about that all the time. And so his money, it just grows because you put a little bit away and you don't spend it, it will grow. Plus he gets interest, right? So the bank in the, 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 the bank that he uses, the green light, they give him interest. Plus I give him parent interest as well. So he gets double interest. Plus with his investments, it's the compound growth. And the longer you're, the longer the time that you're in the market, the more compound growth you will have. 
So when your kids are little, that's the best time to get them started because the longer they're in, it's not timing the market. Everyone's like, oh, I got to get in at the right time. No, it's the time in the market. How long are you there for? Because the market always goes up and down, up and down, up and down, but it always goes up, right? So it will go down, but it always goes up. So the longer you're in the market, the longer the time that you have for it to grow. And so he sees that he puts in, he puts in $25 a month into his investment account. That's it. And he has thousands of dollars because it's growing from the interest, right? And so over time too, when he starts working, he's going to be putting more money than that. And he'll see it grow even further. And then he'll get different accounts and he'll learn more things as he gets older. And same thing with his cash. It's growing because he has savings goals. He's saving it. He's not spending it. And that's the problem with everyone is everyone is overspending. Everyone spends more than they make. Everyone. And that's the problem. So when people get paid, whether it's a job or a business, you get paid, the money comes in. Everyone thinks that the first thing you need to do is pay your bills. And then you have this little bit left over. And then you say, okay, with this little bit, I'm going to buy groceries, put gas in my car. Maybe the family can go out for a fun time once this month <laughs> with that money. And then the money's gone. But you still have more month left at the end of the money. So then you start using your credit cards. And then, like I said earlier, that's why people are slowly getting into debt. And then all of a sudden you get this bill that you can't pay and it's growing and growing and growing. And you're paying this ridiculous amount of interest on your credit cards that is making the, the debt grow even faster, right? So you can see how interest works, right? On your credit card bills, it explodes your credit card bill. But what if, what if you were saving that money instead? Then the compound interest would explode your savings instead of your debt, right? So when I work with my clients, I teach them how to save and obliterate their debt at the same time. Because another misconception is that people think that you have to, you have to pay down all your debt first before you can save a dime, which is why no one's saving. So these are the concepts that I teach my son. So he has this concept of, okay, this is how I have to manage my money now. And this is how I'll always do it. So he'll always have money saved. He'll always have enough money to spend. He'll always put money in his investments. And that's why he'll be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age. Yeah, and amazing. he will break those generational patterns, right? The generational pattern that I had is now broken. It's broken now and it's changed. And a new paradigm and a new way of thinking has begun with my son so that he will take that now. And so when he has kids, he will teach them this new way of thinking that, well, you know, no one's thinking now. Yeah, totally. I hear you on that hundred percent. And thanks for sharing around, um, around, around that. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of education that's needed in this area because a lot of people it's like, well, where do I start? What do I do? How do I do it? Like, there's just so many topics that you could go into and, um, and yeah, and I love how you've been sharing some of that, like to know how to start to compound, to save. And also what I took away then was like for it, it having um, a purpose, you know, having because, yeah, money to have a purpose like you were just sharing. And I think that's a big one as well, because especially when 
there's dead or there's things it's almost like throwing the towel in and just quitting like I just quit everything and then how Mm -hmm. does that even come what would you say to people like who want to receive like and they want to like they have nothing like where you were at they just have nothing they don't even have a dime to invest like how do they just shift to suddenly be like okay come you know like well it doesn't just come yeah you know nothing just comes nothing yeah you can try to manifest everything but nothing manifests unless you take inspired action right so for what i did personally was i made sure that i was making enough money right i i went out and i interviewed for tons of jobs and i chose the one that would pay me the most and give me the most benefit and that their package deal was the best for me and my family So that's where you need to start. You need to make sure you're bringing in enough money. And if you're not, go get more. Either ask for a raise at work or go get a part-time job, get a side hustle, start something, create something. Just open your mind, right? And say, this is another thing too that, that I tell people is awareness is key. And so for the adults, right? The moms, right? This is what I tell people to start. This is where you start with awareness, right? Just being aware of your money. I challenge you, go look at your bank account, go look at your credit card statements, look at everything. Just go look at it because I know you're not looking at it, right? So go look at it. Open up your bank apps on your phone, even just go look at it. What is coming in and what is going out? What are you spending your money on? How much interest are you paying on your credit cards? How much interest is your bank giving you? All of these things, just become aware of your situation. And then you can make changes from there, right? Because you can't make change without awareness, right? And then you can start to take the inspired action to make those changes. And then once you start moving in the direction of where you want to go, instead of staying stuck and living in the past and complaining about it all the time, right? Because what you focus on is what bring, what comes, right? So if you're constantly focusing on, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, then that you're not going to have, right? So if you change your way of thinking, you just want to think about where do you want to go? So another thing that I teach is what I call values-based spending. So instead of just randomly going shopping, I'm sure there's stores around the world where you go in and you can, it's like a super center and they have everything. And you go in for one thing that you need, but you come out with a thousand other things that you don't need and you forgot to buy the thing that you originally went in for, right? Everybody does that. So people just are just wasting money like crazy. So if you really just become aware of what you're spending your money on and stick to, stick to what you really need, right? And If you want something, do what's called the 72-hour rule. The 72-hour rule is wait three days. Do you really need it, right? So whether you add it to your cart or you see something in the store, you really don't need it, but it would be nice to have. Give yourself three days. And if you still want it in three days, maybe, okay. Then you really research it and see if you really need that item. Like, will it really enhance your life? But values-based spending is really stop wasting money on the things that you don't need and start spending the, spending your money on the things that you really care about. So creating goals, 
right? Create goals for yourself. My son has goals. He's saving for a car and he loves Legos. He saves to buy Legos and all these different toys and things that he likes. He's 10, right? His goals aren't very big right now, <laughs> but he understands the concept, right? So understanding the concept of if I don't have the money, I'm not going to put it on my card. I'm going to create a goal and save for it. If I really want it that bad, maybe a really great vacation with the family and different things, right? Instead of just throwing it on the card and worrying about it later, just being aware of, okay, well, this is what I've got and this is where I want to go and then creating the plan to get you there. And that's, that's what I do. I help break it down. We, we look at the numbers and we go through everything and we look and say, this is what's coming in. These are the bills that have to be paid no matter what like, you know, your mortgage or your rent and your utilities and things like that and food, you know, the necessities. And then we go from there and we see what's left over and then we figure out where to put it, right? So this is how much we save. This is how much we invest and so on and so on and so on. And with my son, we do so many things with this. It's just around the house too. Um, We play board games. There's tons of board games out there, money games made for kids. And so we have a ton of those. We play board games and there's ones where they really make them think. It's not just like, this is a quarter and this is a dime. And if you add 25 cents plus 10 cents, it's 35. You know, it's not just like at school, that's all they do with money. They don't really do anything with money, right? And so many people that homeschool too don't do it because they never learned it and they don't know how to teach it. So no one's learning about it, right? So if you start simply, the easiest way to start with kids no matter how old they are, is with books. There's age-appropriate money books for every age, right? So just start reading about it. Uh, One of the things that I did with my son was, because I wanted him, because I was giving him cash and the digital, right? So I wanted him to have a piggy bank and then the wallet and all the things. So, excuse me. So I got him a wallet. I found this amazing wallet. It's completely zippered. There's zippers everywhere. So nothing can fall out. It's perfect for kids, right? <laughs> so you put the money in and you zip it out. Zippers everywhere. That's important. Because when they're at the store and they're trying to pay for something and everything starts falling out, you don't want that, right? <laughs> and then the piggy bank. So instead of just buying him a piggy bank, I went to the local home store and I found a, a piggy bank making kit. And so he actually made his own piggy bank. It's made out of wood. Like it's like a do it yourself thing. And he hammered it together with the nails and he painted it and did the whole, and he's still, he's had it for years and he still uses it. And I just make everything more fun, you know, and I just immerse him in it. And so it's just things like that. And then like the money dates and talking about it, you can show him your pay, show your kids, your paycheck. I, I do that with my son as well. And I said, this is a paycheck. When you go to work, you get paid and it's air because it's direct deposited into your account. And so here, this, this is the breakdown of my money. So this is the gross amount. This is the net amount. This is what gross is. This is what net is. These are deductions. These are taxes. This is the, and you just explain all of these things. And they said, you know, you'll eventually be getting a paycheck if you get a job and this is what you'll encounter, you know? And, you know, you just teach them the things as they come. And it's like anything dealing with money just show them, show them. And once you start normalizing it, it'll become easier and easier because at first it's like you overthink it, right? You don't don't need to overthink it. Just open your wallet and say, this is money, you know, (laughs) and that's it. 
that's really where it all starts, just awareness and just making it fun. Yeah, that's amazing um, what you've shared. I really loved how you said that it has a value and everything you just shared around making it fun. And I had the words, you know, like uh, life, life is school, you know, like all of this is like you're making life school in itself. And I think that is just so beautiful for this, this new paradigm. It's really what really what's needed. And then I feel like also empowerment, you know, coming back to us doing our work as well, you know, because it's, that's Mm -hmm. a big thing, isn't it? How can we teach and guide and mentor and show up as something that we're not? It's like, we feel like a fraud or something. Right. So I feel like that's Mm -hmm. also a huge, huge, huge part of this piece. So it's really, it's really amazing to meet people like you that it's their thing that they want to help people with, you know? So. It is empowering. It's one of the most empowering feelings because it's money and everyone feels so powerless around it. And once, like my superpower has become making money easy. And people say to me after they've been working with me for a little while, and they always say, every single one, every client I've ever had said, I can't believe I ever thought this was hard. Because I teach the moms like I teach my son. I make it so easy because it is. It really is. I simplify it and break it down. You can go on Google. I call Google um, Google University, right? You go on Google University and you can search anything, right? But if you don't know what to search, you're going to get the wrong answer, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes we don't even know the right questions to ask. So that was always my issue was I didn't know what I didn't know. So I didn't know how to ask the right questions and I never got the right answer. And I was always confused, right? So I broke through all of that with all the books I've read, the coaches I've worked with, the people that I've asked questions with, the podcasts I've listened to, just, I took everything out of that and made my own simplified system that I teach the moms. And then it's so much easier to teach the kids because now it becomes a normal part of your life, which then you just bring to your family. And it's just, it's like a seamless thing. It's just automatic. It just becomes easy and automatic and fun. And then you're not feeling those heavy feelings around money anymore. And then you can bring on that abundance. It just happens. It's kind of like, have you ever had to lose weight? I'm sure that not, no, I haven't. People out yeah. there, <laughs> no? Okay. So most women like, okay. So I lost, I don't know what it, what it is in um, kilos, but I lost 130 pounds Mm -hmm. over 20 years ago. I was an overweight child and I had found that the mindset around losing weight is the same mindset as money. Mm. So I applied all of that mindset, the way of thinking of when I was losing weight to money and I lost 130 pounds in 10 months. And it was all because of a decision, right? It's that decision to say, okay, today, today's the day. Today is the day. I'm going to make the change and you decide now, right? And so it was the same thing with losing weight for me. I did the same thing with my money. I had my aha moment. Now was the time. And so that's all you really need to do is just say, now is the time. I'm going to make the change and you do whatever you can to make that happen. Yeah, thank you. I got it. Yeah, I think I think it comes back to having in your heart your heart is excited to learn about it and you want it, that curiosity that the child has for learning. You have that for whatever it is, whatever you want to focus on the weight, the money, the 
whatever you want to educate yourself on that's yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing um sharing that with us all there's so much we could talk about um one more question i do want to ask you before we finish for today was um i ask everybody who comes on the show is well what's your vision for a new paradigm of education i have so many things so like i was saying earlier my son was teaching his teacher about money so i would love to have money be taught in schools. And I, I think it's so important because a lot of the things that they teach in school aren't even used <laughs> when you get out of school. And if we can start shifting, whether it be homeschool, public school, any school, it doesn't matter. Just start teaching the things that we actually need to do. Like even cooking, how to run a household, you know, adulting 101, kids 101, you know, doing your chores, you know, the different things that like are necessary for life, mm -hmm. you know, and because right now all of this is the parents' responsibility, right? The parents are responsible for teaching the kids. Like even when we go to the doctor, I have my son fill out his own medical form, you know, and I'll say, here, you fill this out. I want you to learn how to do this. These are life lessons. These are the things that should be taught. Like, what is school? Someone made up school, like someone made up money, right? But the concept of school was made up so many thousands of years ago and the concepts are still the same and times have changed so much that we really just need to change it. We really just need to level it up and just say, hey, what do we need to know today? And these are the things we need to teach our kids so that they can become empowered for the future and change the future and stop all the generational patterns because that's all that everything is right now. It's just everything moving forward and no one changing and everyone following. So we need to have just someone shake things up and burn the box, right? Burn the box. Everyone needs to fit in this box. No, no, there should be no box. Everyone's unique and individual and everyone's got their own superpowers and that's the way the world should be. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. I always love hearing everybody's vision and I love how it collectively forms this beautiful like weave of light that we're spreading and changing in the consciousness of the planet and consciousness of education and imparting that for our children. And I really love the piece that you shared around sovereignty, like for our children as well. I think that's a huge one um, for mentors, for educators, for parents, for everybody, and to step into that, to allow that for them. So really thank you for sharing that as well. How does um, anybody reach out to you, Eileen, if they wanted to connect with you? The easiest way to find me is on my website. My website is momswhomoney.com. And I also have a podcast. I do short episodes for busy moms. And that's also called Moms Who Money. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook. And you can find me from through my website. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today. I've really learned a lot and it's been amazing for us to hear your story about your son and your life as well. And I'm sure so many other people can relate to that and probably want to learn from you or from, from books or wherever they choose to learn to make that step towards making a change in, I guess you could call it a new paradigm of wealth, mm -hmm. of education, whatever you want to call it, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Namaste, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a new paradigm of education.